0: In this episode today, I have with me life coach Nikki, who helps individuals build better habits to reach their goals. And I wanted to get her in on this podcast because I wanted to talk about how stress can totally bombard not only our health and our weight loss journey, but just our overall daily life. If we let it pile up, It affects it. And we all know the number one thing we do, majority of us, when we are stressed, we use food as a coping mechanism. So what we want to talk with you about today is, you know, let's dig into a little bit about what is stress, how you can cope with it with better mechanisms um, than just the eating and overeating and then we're going to finish off with giving you guys all kinds of healthy positive ways to manage your stress because as soon as you get through one little thing there's always going to be other obstacles other curveballs and things we need to manage right so Hello, Nikki. Um, let's dive right in. So, can you give us a little bit of introduction of what you do, who you help?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation because I know it's going to be able to relate to a lot of people. <laughs> so, basically, what like what you said, I'm a life coach, and I work with individuals to build better habits to reach their goals. That's the easy way of saying it. And as you guys know. Life is challenging sometimes. And what I do is basically work with individuals one-on-one to manage their minds um, and get over those obstacles that kind of prevent you from reaching your goals, which a lot of time is managing stress, managing what's going on around you so you can keep focused with what is most important to you. It's so much so like,
0: in our heads, every bit oh, of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right? you know, it's all in our heads. And even me as a life coach, I still have things that I work through that I have going on in my head too. So it's just natural. That's how we are as humans. And, you know, I work all over the spectrum as a life coach. So it just, it always comes back to your mindset, no matter what your goal is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you're thinking negatively, your actions are going to be negative. If you're in a deep, like we all have different, micro macro trauma that is put at us right a lot of the time we can't predict it but I love teaching women how to have a healthy balance because when those curveballs get hit at us it's not that you're going to handle them perfectly ever but it's kind of about just like riding the waves a bit of it right you want to manage it just a bit better than maybe what you have done previously
1: Exactly. And our past experiences create the actions or the habits that we have right now, whether they're good or bad habits. So it comes back to that self-awareness aspect is knowing these types of things and maybe these bad habits that you have around food and learning how to manage that and understand that, which is a big part of you know what we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah. And then because even if you're just Picking at one little piece, right? You're working on one habit. For me, I've always struggled with nighttime eating. I've yeah. always been a stressful nighttime eater. Guilty. And, <laughs> and as a mom, I find too, it's like when the kids are in bed, then you're like, finally a break, right? Or yeah. all the stress of maybe what you didn't do or what you have on the go hits you all at once at nighttime. So it's a practice. Right. Absolutely. Have I, I've definitely improved and found healthy alternatives to eat at night and better ways to manage my evenings, but it's always a practice. It's always Absolutely. still a struggle. So yeah. let's talk a little bit. Let's give them the boring stuff first. Let's talk about like, what is stress? Let's get into it about, you know, our body's response when we feel mental, emotional pressure, because some stress can be good, right? It can cause yeah. us to step up and perform better. And yep, But in most situations, right, it, it does get the better of us.
1: Absolutely. And some stress is okay. It helps you kind of pick up the pace or get what you need to get done. So some of it is good. But, you know, when I was preparing for this, you know, I like to look up basic definitions. And the definition of stress that I found is stress is the feeling of being overwhelmed or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressure, which I think, you know, I emphasized it. It's important to understand that stress is the feeling that you're having.
0: And then what usually can cause you to deal with that pressure, right, is then your habits that you're used to with your coping mechanism, because how you choose to deal with that feeling, that stressor, it's either going to make, you know, the next stressor or the next
1: day harder or a bit easier to exactly. manage. Exactly. Exactly. And like feelings are things, you know, they're vibrations in your body that you have and learning to understand those. And you can control your feelings. You can manage those. And, you know, this is a much deeper I think, model to really understand. But something that I work with is a self-coaching model from the Life Coach School. And that kind of takes into account your circumstances trigger your thoughts, which your thoughts produce your feelings, that feeling of stress, which generate your actions of stress eating and then creates the results of feeling like crap and beating yourself up for doing it. So it's this habit that you create. And even though it's a bad habit, you still build those connectors in your brain that like makes yourself almost like want to do it more, even though you don't want to, it's just, you're strengthening those connectors every time that you do it.
0: (laughs) Right. Cause it's that vicious loop, that vicious cycle that when you do get stuck in it, then you teach your body, you teach your brain, you're stressed out. So you do need to go get that box of chocolate or donuts, your go-to coping mechanism, right?
1: Exactly. It Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, creating that cycle or that habit right there, that's when those habits lead to burnout, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, personality disorders, whatever that might be. It's just another stepping stone.
0: <laughs> right. It's one of the cycles that when you get caught in it, it, it makes things harder. It makes you yes. feel more stuck to get out of it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And it's kind of like the diet cycle we binge and then we restrict and it's not a healthy thing to get out of, but it, it's something that needs to be broken and yes. time time consistently over time. You need to finally like rebuild that pattern if you exactly. want to be able to to manage the stress and continue to manage the stress in a healthier mechanism because You're right. Like when it's not just about the fact that you overeat once because you're stressed, we all do that. And that's going to happen. But it's when you're building it to always stress, you have that glass of wine. Yep. Always stressed. You go to that certain food, that soup, certain certain coping mechanism. You, you know, you have to understand that it's going to be difficult to break that pattern.
1: Exactly. And with that, I love that you bring up like that glass of wine or beer, because like that tends to be one of those coping, even though it's not technically eating, you're ingesting the alcohol. And like that creates that bad habit. Even like when you teach a dog to sit, they get rewarded with a treat once they sit and then they get praised and then they realize, okay, I can do this again. And And every time they sit, they expect the treat. Exactly. And when you drink alcohol or even food, it's it's not the actual food or alcohol that makes you feel better, makes you more relaxed. It's the act of doing it that tricks your brain or makes your brain think like, oh, this is good. You know? It's exactly, it's that
0: wiring that you're creating for yourself. And I always like to explain to my clients, like whether it's training or skipping a workout or, you know, cheat meals happen. Like I don't teach a perfection, right? Like a yeah. perfection diet. Cause it's not sustainable, but this yeah. problem starts first. If you're in a situation where you're, you're starting and stopping with the diet or you're constantly mm-hmm. have rebuilt this pattern of, I always, when I'm stressed out, I've had a bad day at work. I always have a glass of wine, right? Right. Yeah always overeat chips at nighttime if I've had a bad day too, something like that. But then there's another side of it too, of like, you know, it, it sabotages you. It, it not in a way that that one meal or that one time you're overeating is hurting you, but it slips into your next day. Yeah. Right. You made the comment about how like, you feel like crap after you overeat. Totally. You do, but it also makes getting up and eating a healthy meal the next day, 10 times harder yeah. or, or that workout that you said you were going to do a hundred times harder too, right? It makes absolutely all the other pieces of managing your health so much harder.
1: Exactly. And I, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know everything, but that also affects your blood sugar levels. And then your cortisol is a massive component when you have stress, which kind of triggers you to eat and you can't really lose weight when you have like so much cortisol pumping through your system.
0: Hundred percent. And I work with only women, so I find our hormones were very sensitive. Right. Yes. Our yep. time of the month, your weight's going to be fluctuating. If you're stressed out, you can be doing every piece right. You can be measuring. You know, eating per think, Tracking your food, consistently exercising, doing all the pieces. And you're like, wow, why, why is my weight not moving? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're, you're under high stress, your body reacts to that. And exactly. normally when we're really stressed out too, we're not sleeping as well. Exactly. So it yeah. double whammies us for definitely feeling that rut in a plateau. Right. Yeah. And then what normally happens? Oh, we give up because the workouts aren't working. You know, we're eating healthy, but our weight's the same. Exactly. So it it's just it's tough to manage because we all have different stress levels and different stress things that pop up. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: So how are some positive ways that we can encourage you know and that we practice with regards to to managing stress
1: um i would say the first thing the biggest thing is identifying the situations or what's happening in your life like what situations do i become stressed in what's going on right now is there specific triggers because this it's the first part is being self aware about what's going on and then finding out how to fix those things. So is there a certain time, certain location? Maybe you just fly off the handle at work. Um, Is it your state of mind or is it certain people that you're around that trigger that stress or that anxiety? Um, I love that. I love that. And
0: I actually, I find if you have, um, other pieces in your life, if all pieces of your life are out of control, all pieces of your life are going to feel out of control, yeah, exactly. right? Then you're going to throw a curveball of stress or an obstacle at your way. There's no reason, you know, it's obvious why you feel so out of control. Yep. But I love that self-awareness thing because it it is the absolute most important starting piece. And it, yep. it leads to you having control maybe, in other areas. So if your nutrition has been out of control, maybe you're going to eat more throughout the day. So you're not eating as much at night, right? Yeah. You're you're becoming self-aware of the fact that you're skipping meals in the day and overeating at night, but absolutely, it could also be something that's not related to your day-to-day, your nutrition, your exercise routine, right? It could be like you planning something a couple months down the road that you're not looking
1: forward to or it's exactly causing you stress. Yeah. And it's There's ex- still unconscious things that happen. Like you don't realize that that's identical or triggering your stress. And that that's like the beauty of having a coach. It uncovers those aspects that you can't see in yourself.
0: <laughs> exactly. Obviously you have a coach to benefit to say like seeing the positives and helping you like see them for yourself. But gosh, as as I hate to say it as women again but we're really bad for it we yep. brush off you know what we're doing well and we yes. <laughs> amplify the things that are going bad right yep. there's small things going on that you're not doing perfectly or you know aren't perfect right now but we make them up to be like all the other good things we're doing don't matter yeah
1: yeah stress management is a continuous process that is never going to end for you, but you have to identify those things and give yourself credit because, you know, you can't just manage your stress and still be negative or talk down to yourself or complain about the way you look. You know, Mm -hmm. you do have to give yourself credit and like give yourself a pat on the back. Like tell yourself what good did you do today? How well you handled your stress, even though you still feel like crap, because that's part of the process is acknowledging those things and, understanding who you are, being proud of that. That's going to help you build confidence. I love that so much. And it comes with the
0: self-awareness too, right? Like you have to be proud of your right now stage. We are all exactly. works in progress, right? Exactly. I want you, like, I definitely encourage my clients, like strive for healthier, strive for a better version of yourself. Yes, but you have to be okay and realize that if you want to become that person, this body, this person, this mindset, everything that you are right now has to have that strength
1: to get you there. Yeah. That reminds me so much. This podcast I listened to, it's with Kara Lowenthal. Um, She blew my mind with this. It was talking about, I think, goal intoxication. And basically it's the thought of like, you have this goal and you get so worked up about that goal. And once you get there, everything's going to be perfect. You're going to feel great. Like once you lose 10 pounds, you're going to have that confidence, but that's not true. You're not going to have that confidence. So you might as well start working towards building that confidence right now or asking yourself, what do I want to feel when I reach that goal? Yes. List out What you want to feel?
0: Healthy is a feeling. It's not a number.
1: Yeah. List out what you want to feel and then realize and ask yourself, how can I create those feelings right now during the process? Absolutely. you're not going to be miserable through this process. And once you lose 10 pounds, all of a sudden be like, oh, well, there's the confidence. I found it. That's that's not going to happen. (laughs) No.
0: And I like to have like clients that, you know, goals for direction, but that doesn't mean that, you know what, you could be half that weight loss number and you could feel a thousand times better. You need to have a direction to go, but you don't necessarily are going to, you know, you're not going to end. You're going to keep raising Mm -hmm. the bar, whether it's your business, whether it's your own weight loss, whether it's your own anything, you're going to keep raising that bar. So don't expect happiness when you get there, learn to enjoy the process. Absolutely. Right. I loved, and I'm going to lead to a little bit of the exercise just because it's the best way and most underutilized tool for managing stress, but it's, you know, how people go into it, because especially if you're starting a weight loss journey or just being more active or just trying to be more healthy, you do have to exercise. And it is hard in the beginning. You're uncomfortable. You haven't done it in a while right? So it's hard and uncomfortable. But if you go into every workout thinking it's going to be hard, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to suck. I'm sorry, but that workout's going to feel 10 times longer. And it's gonna suck.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Instead, change your thinking and your mindset and your perspective going into it. You know, you'll feel better when you're done.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't have to be all positive. Like this is going to be wonderful. You can be neutral or realistic. Like, look, I know that this is going to be a difficult workout for me. I'm struggling right now, but I'm going to go in and do it because my body's going to thank me later my body will appreciate it later. And just be honest with yourself. You don't have to have that false positivity. Exactly. You're not. And I like to put pr- like going by
0: your feeling over a goal or a weight loss number in particular yep. helps that too. Cause you're not working out because you have to lose weight. You're working out because mentally, physically, you'll feel a thousand times better once you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Exercise is something that honestly, it is the only reason I've gotten here. It is the number one tool to manage overwhelm, to manage stressors that we didn't see coming and, you know, things that are out of our control nothing feels better than getting a good sweat and a good workout in.
1: Yeah. It feels great. And sometimes it doesn't feel great in the act of course, but sometimes it takes time to understand that and have your body get used to it. So like, you know, it feels good. It is part of that. It's a daily routine or at least like five days a week where like exercise is for me. That is my self care. Sometimes I don't want to do it, but I do it. But Sometimes I do slip up and there's like three days where I don't work out or a week where I don't work out. And I realize how much my body dislikes that uh, during that process and realize the importance of it, even though I may not like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But that self-awareness, it's almost good sometimes. We need breaks from all the pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. We, we can't do everything perfectly all the time. It's, it's just not happening, but I like that self-awareness that comes when we take a bit of a break away from the workouts, Mm -hmm. because then what happens? You're like, Oh, well, I'm excited to go back to do it again. Right. I had that break and finding something that you like doing in those scenarios helps a lot too. Not like you touched on, obviously every workout's not going to be peaches Mm -hmm. and rainbows and feel amazing. But yeah. if you're having a really shitty day and stressed out, yeah, maybe don't go do the, the move, the workout that you don't like the least. Instead, yeah. pick your favorite workout, go do that and feel better on those exactly. really hard exactly. days.
1: Yep. I can feel that. I can speak to that right now. That time of the month, I am bloated. I'm not feeling hot. It is beautiful outside, though. It's 70 degrees. I haven't ran in weeks, but I'm going to go run. And I'm just going to do basic intervals, like 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Because I know that's going to make me feel good. And at least I'm outside doing something that my body will thank me for later.
0: Absolutely. And with all, like, outdoors helps, period. Like, add the exercise on top of it. It's kind of like a double whammy feel good one. Right? And we don't always have to only go to exercise, for an alternate coping mechanism. There's so many other healthy ways we can reward ourselves for a good, you know, hard day and managing, right. Um, another good one that I love to do is baths. Yeah. Right. Just simply running a bath, shutting things off, um, and trying to relax in that sense as well.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah. And you can even this is another like takeaway that you can even use to just think about these things. So like what items can I reward myself with besides food or alcohol and get creative? It doesn't mean you have to go out and pay money to get a manicure or massage. You can do a bubble bath. But I also I took a screenshot yesterday because I saw it and I thought it was great. It was seven types of rest. And of course, there's like physical, mental, emotional, social, but there's creative, spiritual, sensory. And the creative aspect is like painting. That's one of those like paintings. You know, you go to Hobby Lobby, you buy $15 worth of stuff and you can just paint at your house. You don't have to be good at it, but it's just something new. Or finding that, a new game or something.
0: Yeah, like it's a different habit for you to get into. It's relaxing. I know there's some coloring as well that can yeah. help. It's, it's a distracting technique because stress, when we built up, we there's so, it has to be released some way. That's why my go-to recommendation is to release that through exercise. It's the best yeah. way to feel better right after you're done and somehow deal with it. But mentally, you kind of got to deal with it head on right your attitude your perspective on it all of that but with regards to stress like we have to sometimes I hate to go away from the attitude one. I kind of want to dig deeper on it on how like reflecting on our position as well right like switching your perspective can help you Mm -hmm. to a degree. Say something comes up at work that's extremely, extremely stressful. I know that your loop that you're trying to break may be the alcohol, maybe the food that you're going to. And it's definitely hard to break that initially. It's like the cycle with the binging and the restricting. So my best advice probably is to just to be a bit kinder yourself in that process, right? Being a bit you know, okay, progress is progress.
1: Yeah, you have to remind yourself, like remember, stress is a feeling. Like I'm creating this stress right now. So you can view it as, you can switch your perspective and say, the work will get done when it gets done. And I don't mean like check out and be lazy, but understand like you're doing the best that you can. And there's no need to be stressed about it. You might as well just go through the motions and enjoy it. I mean, <laughs> you might as well. Yeah. And just enjoy it instead of like just constantly thinking about how stressed you are and how much stuff you have to do and when you're going to do it and what time is it? And when do you have to leave to go pick up your kids? And like, you know, it's you just, you, yeah. yeah.
0: Sometimes you got to check out and you can check out through doing something that maybe you don't necessarily have to do, but it can relax you to then go do what you need to do at a better mental state. right? Rather than going and eating, then feeling guilty, and then going into that vicious ball of cycle again, right? But what I wanted to touch on on that was like, yes, distract yourself. Yes, maybe take something on like that, but don't avoid it forever either. If there's something that is causing you stress, then continue to be self-aware. Continue to dig into what really needs to be changed maybe, or talked about, or, you know, what you need to do to, to deal with it. Right. Because if, if not, the only reason we're going to eating and drinking is we're trying to avoid the
1: actual stress that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You're just buffering with something else.
0: Right. And you can buffer with even exercise too much. Yep right? Just avoiding it. Oh yes. And another one of my go-to avoidance mechanisms is definitely baking, which it's great because you do shut things off. It's a nice break. I spend time with my kids when I do it. Um, but it's a total procrastination method, right? It's, Oh my goodness. I have hard things I need to do for work. I'm going to go do some baking with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. sometimes, yes, do the baking because if you're not in a you're in a complete overwhelmed state, you're not going to be able to really handle going through it, or maybe you're not able to go talk to that person in this headspace. But don't put it off forever because it's gonna build. It's gonna yes. build in stress and overwhelm in the back of your head. Um, I'm gonna use this example of myself recently. I'm getting married in um, the end of this year. And originally with all these COVID restrictions and things, we thought it was never going to be able to have the wedding that we had hoped. Right? So we canceled that out. We planned on getting married somewhere nearby where all the family could come. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. It took me taking full control of my nutrition, having all the other pieces in my life at a good, consistent place to be able to say, why am I still so stressed out? Why am I avoiding this wedding planning? Why am I feeling more, you know, dreaded than what I should be feeling and excitement and wanting to step into that. Yeah. Right? Being curious
1: with yourself, right. and giving yourself grace.
0: <laughs> exactly. So then I had to dig into it, be like, you know what? This is not what we either of us are wanted. And maybe we're going to piss off a few people in the process, But in the end, to feel better, you know, you have to take that leap. You have to take that hard step. But then it gets the ball rolling in the right way for managing Mm -hmm. that stress. Right? And then all the other pieces start to work a bit easier, too. It is easier to stay on top of your exercise or, you know, not overeat at nighttime if you're not dealing with that stress. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for, like, how, besides for just pushing yourself to do things sometimes and pushing yourself to make that, have that conversation, dig into what's causing you stress. Um, any suggestions for like how to be self-aware to, you know, figure out what is causing you stress?
1: Um, being curious with yourself, like what you just showed, what you're doing with your wedding, like don't beat yourself up. Ask like, why is this happening? Why do I not want to do this? What's going on? And, you know, I talked about, you know, positive ways to cope with like figuring out your triggers, but also like understanding how your stress is affecting you mentally and physically. And like, this goes through a variety of symptoms. Like when I was just at my lowest point, I had a whole variety of symptoms that I never really realized were the cause of the stress that was going on. So not only identifying your triggers, but also understanding the symptoms that you're having because it's stress is different for everybody. It is. Okay. So how did you ent-
0: identify those triggers?
1: Um I did it through just a lot of time thinking about what was going on, understanding like putting those connections together. That's how I kind of did it. And so I wish I knew. Start- lived-
0: start backwards almost and work your way. Like if you were overeating at nighttime or as soon as you got home from work, you know, like maybe if every day when you're coming home from work, you're so stressed out that you have to have wine or a big chocolate dessert. Maybe, you know, you should reconsider what you're doing in your job or have a talk with your manager. Like you
1: kind of have to work backwards, right? Yeah, it's of course it's easier said than done, but that's how you have to find that that like management of your stress and find what works. If you honestly have too much of on your workload at work, talk to your boss about it. Find what you can get rid of or pass along to other people and yes, you may feel guilty like well other people are stressed out too, but you, you got to remember you're doing it for yourself and you know the world's not going to end if that doesn't work out and you have to find another job. Like, of course, that's kind of a little extreme, but life still goes on.
0: Right. And you can, even though that's a hard decision and that might have to be a hard, big life changing thing, don't stay stuck in what's not working and what's causing you stress.
1: Yeah. Right. It's easy to stay there and just complain and complain, but. It is because it's our comfort
0: zone. Right. And there's a maybe chance that you won't find another job. Well, you know, there's ways around that too. It's our limiting beliefs that are holding us back sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I find also what we're prioritizing because we did touch on, you know, procrastination and that causes definitely stress with feeling like, okay, God, again, I'm using the women analogy. I know I have more than women (laughs) listening in this audience, but, um, we have so much on our plates keeping up with the housework maybe you have kids your job like a lot of demands and staying on top of those if we're always leaving things to the last minute if we're always doing what's mm-hmm. easiest what's not hard yep. it is gonna pile up and it's gonna hit you in the face when you know you put everything off and you're not on top of it to your best ability
1: yeah yeah absolutely and I'm gonna reiterate it because it is very true. It's a process, like this stuff is not gonna just solve itself immediately. It's taken me, it took me six months to get over like the stress and the high anxiety that I had um, from my previous position and it's gonna take time and it's still gonna be hard. It takes your body a lot longer to come back from such high stress down to like a normal level.
0: exactly and you have to be patient i still there's you're still going to be stressed out with events and things like yeah. there will always be stressors in your life so you have to eventually break the cycle because yeah. you can't forever be starting and stopping your diet and you know every time a life or job thing that comes up that's stressful your kids something happens it's stressful you know you're derailing your healthy progress Mm -hmm. it's not balanced or manageable long-term. There has to be some sort of break in that cycle. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You have to find a bit better ways to cope with it, right? Either deal with what's causing you the stress, get it out of your life if it's possible, right? Or at least find a better way. If you're stressed every time you come home from work, well, maybe you should be working out in that time or going for a walk outdoors,
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, going, I, I love the self awareness aspect, because that is honestly the biggest part I could tell you, sleep better, eat better exercise. But if you don't know your triggers, and like what's going on, it's not going to help you. So for example, like, one of I have a whole list of symptoms that I love to read out that um, your readers can kind of think about and almost write down maybe what their triggers or their symptoms are as stress because you don't realize those connection dots. So for example, for me, um, I get really bad digestive issues when I'm stressed out. And what that made me realize with that is it kind of cued me. So if I didn't realize I was stressed and something was going on, then I'd be like, okay, well, that's probably why what's happening. But then that would help me switch my what I'm eating a little bit better to help me. It builds <laughs> momentum. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like we're going to finish
0: this episode with talking about how much it, it does all affect us, right. Our yes. overall, what we're eating, how we're choosing to have our habits. It relates to how you're going to manage your stress and your overall life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But when, when it comes to breaking this cycle, we do know it's hard. So yeah having these identifiers, these self-awareness tricks for you, you can get out of the cycle a bit and then that'll allow you to manage it better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to read these symptoms because I want to hear them too. I, I even read some and I made some connections from last year that I was like, Oh, that didn't, that didn't click, but it totally makes sense because I don't have this symptom anymore. But, um, Yeah, it's great for you if you want to grab a piece of paper and pen and just make notes of whatever symptom maybe connects to you or makes sense. That's great. So there's four sections, emotional symptoms, physical symptoms, cognitive symptoms, and behavioral symptoms. And I got this online. Uh, For emotional symptoms of stress, it includes being easily agitated, frustrated, or moody, feeling overwhelmed, like you're losing control, having difficulty relaxing, feeling bad about yourself, so low self-esteem, and then avoiding others, which is typically, I feel like the most ways we identify stress is on the emotional symptoms, but the physical symptoms are just as important, which involves-
0: They can can actually help lead you to- discovering something that's emotionally, you know, they're definitely intertwined and exactly. Connected. And then that can
1: help you identify the habits that, or, or how you need to manage your stress. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So physical symptoms, I have low energy, headaches, upset stomach, aches and pains, intense muscles. Like I hold my stress in my traps. That's a really big one that people don't realize or make that connection.
0: No, Um, they don't even, they're not aware of it. And like you easily could be up like this because you're in that stress. And that leads to, again, more of a struggle, more of an injury or later issue. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then um, chest pain, rapid heartbeat. I want to tell you a story about that one afterwards. Um, Insomnia, Frequent colds because your immune system is being reduced because you're stressed all the time. Loss of sex drive. That's a true one. Nervousness, shaking uh, dry mouth, uh, clenched jaw, grinding teeth. That's a one for me that I never realized. I made the connection uh, until it started happening because I never clenched my jaw. And then it went by like, I was like, Oh God, I'm having headaches in really weird places. And then I realized over time, I made the connection like, OK, it's happening right here. And it always happens when I wake up in the mornings. And then I started waking up in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep because I was stressed out and realized that I was clenching and uh, grinding my teeth. And that's uh-huh. that's been able to be managed just through me managing my stress at work and giving myself time, all that kind of stuff.
0: And then it's nice because now you don't deal with that because you're managing your stress, but you know, and you're self-aware that if you woke up and you were clenching your jaw again, okay, I need to go backwards again. What's causing this stress?
1: Exactly. Exactly. You can take a look back at your day. Typically it's like pretty like within 24 hours of why I'm like clenching my jaw or grinding my teeth at night. So I can identify what's going on or like, um, even drinking alcohol for me makes me grind my teeth or clench my jaw at night. And that's another trigger for me managing my stress or how I handle my stress. I'd rather go crack a beer open if I don't want to sit with my feelings and choose to work through them the right way.
0: <laughs> but, we can all mostly all relate on that too. Exactly, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. But the thing I wanted to tell you about rapid heartbeat—it's so if anybody has like um, an Apple Watch or Fitbit, whatever it might be—I had one, and you know that was my thing. I had it on for like six to twelve months, and this was when I was working fifty hours, I was getting my master's degree, uh, just started a new relationship. You know, there were so many factors going on, and during that time frame, my resting heartbeat um, was like 89. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't really know what was right or wrong. And then after I graduated kind of life went on. And then I realized on my app that my resting heartbeat was now at 62. And I was like, Whoa, that's a big difference. So I looked at the pattern I had for the past, like six to 12 months and realized how it had been slowly going down because my stress had been slowly going down as well. So it reduced by like 20 beats per minute, just for me managing my stress.
0: Honestly, that is one thing that I've never, and now that we you say it, of course, you're like, logically, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but being self-aware of it is a totally different thing. And I actually, well, as I'm, I'm really active, I do have a lower heart rate anyway, but when i was going through these last bit of stressors in these last couple of months even as low as mine is it was up more than normal like a good 20 beats at least and i was just like hmm, like i'm still exercising you know like maybe i'm not sleeping that great but it's something you do not consider and something that can be that warning sign of like look how much my internal health has mm-hmm. been affected yeah. by external stressors or mental stressors that I am causing, you know, I'm not saying that it's always to blame on your fault, but your, how you're de- choosing to deal with them.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's just another reminder of why I'm saying these symptoms is because you can put those pieces together and manage those symptoms. So if there's a rapid heartbeat or, you know, your heart rate is up, like find a way to manage that, whether it's meditating, going for a walk, just sitting and closing your eyes for 10 minutes. Absolute. Don't look at your phone. Just sit there and close your eyes and just kind of sit. <laughs> yes.
0: Because the biggest thing we're stressed out, what do we do? Scroll social show social media yeah. and yeah. you know, then it causes us so much more stress because we're analyzing and comparing and shut off, right? Yeah. Whether you're shutting off, going for a workout, shutting off your phone, getting a bath, shutting off, doing painting, like find a way to relax your brain. And then, yeah, maybe you can deal with it in a better way. Right. Because when we emotionally eat, the thing is we don't shut off our brain. We kind (laughs) of, we block it out. So what happens? We overeat this junk and this food. We don't even remember what half of it tasted like.
1: Exactly. (laughs) you're so
0: distracted about what you're thinking and what's really going on emotionally with you while you're eating. Yeah. Right? I remember all the nights I've overate and the darkest point where I was overeating a lot at nighttime when I had these anxieties, had a lot of stressors in my life. And I wasn't eating delicious things I needed or, you know, I can't remember what they tasted like now. Yeah. Right? So it's not causing a solution. It's not allowing you to mentally be in a better place. You need to find a solution that is going to help feel help you feel less stressed.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Deal with yeah. the thing that's causing you so many health issues because you're not going to be able to lose weight. You're not going to be able to be the best at your job or show up the best way you possibly can for your kids if mentally you're disconnected mm-hmm. mentally you're thinking about next week or your stressor with this or whatever it is that's, that's causing you this overwhelm.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah. Okay. I'm definitely going to one include all of those key things in the description of this podcast, because it's going to be something they're going to want to copy out and be aware yep. of and use as a reference to think back and say, okay, these are things that I have been going through already, but it is nice to know what might happen in the future with regards to a trigger point for yeah. your managing of your stress. Because like we said, it doesn't really ever go away. It just changes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like as business owners ourselves, you know, stress, as much as hard work we put into it, there's still going to be different types of levels of stress. And yeah. there'll always be different levels of hard in our healthy weight loss journey as well. The the workout part will probably be hard in the beginning, but then other pieces will be hard later.
1: Yep.
0: Right? But the biggest thing is taking care of ourselves and how important that is. Yep. Right? Manage your stress. And that doesn't mean be perfect. That doesn't mean exercise consistently and eat perfectly all the time. Yep. It just means don't always do sabotaging helping mechanisms when you are stressed out.
1: Exactly. And it's not going to be glamorous all the time. Like, you know, there's going to be times where it sucks, where we kind of talked about exercise in that term, but there's going to be times that it sucks, you know, eating good food when you'd rather have a cheeseburger or anything about that. But that's honestly where the work comes in. That's how you build that discipline and consistency to manage your stress and Just remember, it does take a while for your body to bounce back after stress. It took me six months and it's still, you know, a part of my daily, weekly habit. It will always be there just in different forms.
0: Right. But you can still make progress, even though it's not, like I said, perfect. After the first day, you realize why you're stressed out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm confident in my abilities and I know I can manage it. It Won't be easy all the time, but... I have the right. tools just
0: okay. like you can have the tools. <laughs> yeah. And you can continue to break that cycle. And if you feel like you're in a really tough cycle, you do have to be patient in mm-hmm. breaking it because it does take time. But managing yep. our stress is just so important to how we feel each day, our overall well being. Yep. Right. Not like obviously, a little bit of stress in your life is not all bad. It's gonna always be there, but you don't want to get to a place and stay in a place where you feel like everything's just downhill all the time, mm-hmm. right? Or you're yep. all overwhelmed all the time. You're not gonna get anywhere. Take a walk. Take a break. You know, disconnect. Yeah, find a, a positive way to to make yourself feel better.
1: Yep. And remember the work's still going
0: to be there no matter what. Yes. We'll learn to
1: manage your thoughts and be okay with it.
0: And same as the laundry and the housework.
1: It'll always be there waiting for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. One last thing I would like to touch on is just how our routine affects how we manage stress. Mm Mm-hmm right? We can touch, we can tell you, go to sleep early. We can tell you sleep's good for you. You know, sleep is good for you, but our daily habits are obviously our daily thinking. It, it, it's how you manage your stress is how you manage your day-to-day stresses, Yeah. right? Yeah. Personally, again, you, you know, I'm going back to exercise. I find if I work out earlier in the day or and or do like a walk in the afternoon as like a second wind workout that makes me feel the best because it gives me energy it puts me in a mentally my best state right so that allows me also to get in a routine of when you do the workout it's easier to eat the healthy meal and when you get up earlier to do the workout it makes it easier for you to go to bed on time
1: Yep.
0: right but Let's just say like routine because routines aren't perfect, right? You can't one overnight, you can't say, okay, I'm going to start getting up earlier, doing 6 a.m. workouts and going to bed early. It doesn't work that way. A lot of people get in situations where they stay up way too late. That's when they do their eating. You know, they find it really tough to find time to do things. So how can we be self-aware and look at our routine and find ways to manage our day to day a bit better. Yeah,
1: yeah. Starting out, I know like we have the desire to just get it all done instantly, but you have to start small. There's no other option and it's gonna be, make you impatient sometimes, but that is really the only way you're gonna be able to focus and create those habits. So, you know, if, you know, you tend to get stressed at the end of the day, go to your car. Once you're done, you check out, Spend five minutes in your car and close your eyes and just sit there and breathe and just create that habit and don't do it every single day. Do it two days a week, three days a week, whatever feels good for you or something I used to do um, on my lunch break. You know, I stare at a computer all day. I would go for a walk and yes, I can't go for a crazy walk, but I would just go down the stairwell, out the door, do a lap around the building or walk to my car and back and yeah. And come back into the office and something you have to be yes. out. Right. Yes. You got to do something small and gosh, just even showing up for yourself, brushing your teeth, wash your hair, wash your face, put on deodorant, put on something nice that makes you feel better. I am naturally one of those people that um, I like comfy clothes. I dress for comfort 100%, but that's also become a bad habit for me because that allows me to kind of minimize myself in baggy clothes because I don't feel very confident. So like just putting on something nice does make you feel better. I absolutely
0: love that you you've added that in and I can totally relate on that myself.
1: Working from home,
0: comfort level, you know, I don't even put on makeup if I don't have to, or I don't have meetings, right? And sometimes that's great because it is nice to have a few days where you don't do anything with yourself. You still get stuff done around the house, but after a while, it does make you feel, you know, oh gosh, I'm a bit bigger. If you're, you know, maybe you're in a weight loss journey right now, right? You're in comfy clothes all the time. You're not seeing your progress. You're not recognizing your progress or you're getting a bit into your head, just change your outfit, right? Like yep. you said, wash your face, go for a walk, put on a bit of makeup,
1: yep. right? It can just yep. put you in a different perspective. And put yeah, a- absolutely. And um, on top of that, you know, this could be a consistent habit that you change every day or every week if you wanted to, but like post-it notes, that's a big thing for me. You, I wish you could see, I have about 10 post-it notes right here, but put them on like, your mirror your fridge your computer at work set a reminder on your phone to like you know like an alarm for every day and just think of think about like what thought do I want to have to manage my stress or how do I want to feel or something of that nature and you just write a simple thought right there like you're doing great like I understand this is hard and you're tired but keep going you know just those little things can help you at least I guess what's the word
0: Create a more positive pattern and thinking into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. More like realistic outlook on it. So you're not so negative and like having those constant worrying thoughts and like procrastinating or poor judgment, whatever it might be.
0: Right. Because like I said in the beginning, like we... Amplify what we're not doing right. We don't Mm -hmm. celebrate the small wins. We don't celebrate the fact that this time when I was really stressed out, I didn't drink the whole bottle of wine, I only had one glass. Yeah. yeah, you
1: still had one glass, but that's freaking progress. Exactly. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. It's I'm guilty of that one right there. And that just hit out.
0: <laughs> it It's true. We we don't celebrate the small stuff and the small stuff are the big stuff. The small stuff yeah. does add up to the yeah. big result that you're looking for. Yeah. And it's that compound effect. It is. A lot of us do have big goals and they are scary and you, you can't get there but it takes all the little day in and day out steps to get there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right?
0: The managing the stress with a, a bit of a healthier habit, the going to work out instead of eating those chips. Like those, yeah, it might be small, but they do compound. They do allow you to manage your stress better. They do allow you to get to your goals faster and just overall have a healthier balance in your head and overall phys- physically too.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's you know, if you have the goal of losing weight, you can look at the small habits that made you gain weight to get to that place where now you need to lose weight. It was a small habit that compounded over time, and that's the same thing that's going to help you get rid of those bad habits, small habits that are going to compound over time.
0: <laughs> right. And that's that's where with the patience and the consistency comes in. It's hard. Our world is like instantaneous. We want results quickly, but it took you a long time to to get to wherever you're at right now, right? It's going to take maybe longer. Who cares how long it takes, but you do have to take those action steps. You do have to take, you know, something different out of that loop that you're constantly doing, right? Exactly. Maybe you need to stop buying that much, Bring getting wine on your way home. Maybe you need to not bring the junk food that you find hard. That's, you know, your go-to mechanism.
1: Yeah, right? exactly. And that's, that brings up a good point about like, if there's a special spot that you stop on your way home or like your food spot or something. I was talking once about this with a client, like take a different route. You don't need to be in a rush to get home as long as like everything's okay, you don't have any events or anything, but it, like, if it adds three minutes to your drive home, take a different route because that is just a small habit that shows you like, Hey, you don't need to stop at that gas station. You don't need that wine. It's all good.
0: Yeah. It, it just, it's hard for people because they, you it requires hard things, right? Yeah. It's not things that are easy to start. That's what you're yeah. going to. It's easier to drink the wine instead of talking through a hard conversation with your husband sitting with your emotions and really
1: feeling like, yeah, I feel like crap right now. Right. Anxiety and all that, but you're going to get through it. You're not going to die. You got to teach your body and show yourself like, yeah, you're not going to die when this happens. It's all good. Exactly. (laughs) That's where your body wants to go to. That's where the panic sets in. Like you're going to die. This is unsafe. We need to go.
0: It's all worked up analogies of anxieties of possible things that you can't even predict, yep. right? You don't know what's going to happen if you ask that person this, or you're scared to send a message or an email because mm-hmm. you think they're going to react, overreact. Like they might be like, yes, me too. That's so much better for me. Yep. Right? So that's why it requires you to take that action, to do those hard things. Like when you're stressed out and you're tired Of course, the last thing you want to go do is work out. But it could be the very best thing that you need right now. If you've worked out for seven days straight and you're like, oh God, I should go work out because I'm stressed out. No, maybe you should go have a bath. That's okay. But if you haven't worked out at all in seven days, okay. And you're really stressed out. Sorry. Ordering that takeout or going to get an ice cream, isn't you know what I mean? Like, you have to be a bit logical and honest with, yeah, the the be really to honest,
1: yeah. honest with yourself and, like, you know, be vulnerable. And it's okay to feel like guilty or a little shameful for the actions that you did because, of course, like, I don't want to eat my face off tonight or like last night or whatever, but like, it happens and you know, it does.
0: Don't be there's no point in like. <laughs> Because there's two levels of our mental health, right? We're either, we all deal with some level of depression and some level of anxiety, most people with regards to it. And it just goes to like, if you're feeling guilty about what you ate last week, you're living in the past on decisions that you can't change.
1: Yeah, you're wasting unnecessary brain space and you're taking up all that energy that can be used for something else to manage your stress better. You're just making it worse for yourself. Yeah, And at some point, you know, I talk to my brain, like my brain's separate from me. And at some point you just got to say like, this doesn't serve a purpose for me anymore. You right. got to.
0: Shaming you know, myself so, for what yeah. I did, that it was a mistake, isn't helping me feel any better today. Just yeah. like worrying about what might happen tomorrow isn't allowing me to do what needs to be done today.
1: Yeah,
0: Right. <laughs> and the key to managing Not just my stress, but like your day-to-day to to live presently, you have to focus on what you can control. And that is, right? (laughs) absolutely Your next workout, your next meal. Yes, it is harder to take the time to make a healthy meal. It's easier for you to go through the drive-through and get that crap. But it's not going to be easier after you eat it because then you're going to feel worse. You're going to be sluggish. Right, your mental health will feel worse. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's just about learning to implement a few more coping mechanisms that are allowing you to feel better, not worse. Yeah. Allowing you to manage it, right? Yeah. Without feeling over you know, overwhelm and derailed. Yes, when things are gonna happen to you, you're gonna feel a curveball, you're gonna feel a bit more pressure, you're gonna feel a bit more overwhelmed right? But the more you take care of yourself, the more you consistently show up, not perfectly, yeah. totally imperfectly, yeah. it's still going to allow you going forward to manage it overall much easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, seek help. Like, you don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to struggle and feel like, well, I made this problem. I have to fix it myself. Like, That is what we do. (laughs) And I love helping other people reach these goals. And it doesn't have to be some fancy goal like, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds or something like that. It can just be like, I just want to manage my stress because it may sound very simple, but that will compound and like make such a huge impact on your life, of course, while we're working together, but moving forward forever, you have those skills, and you know what you need to do moving forward. Those are life skills you keep for life.
0: <laughs> yes, you because know. i i have a I have clients who get these mindset blocks, and it, it's it is because of they they thought this way for a long time, and they're struggling mm-hmm. to get out of that thinking, and it, that does take time. But I'm just I. I try to explain to them, you know, the weight is going to come. It's going to come as a bonus. But yep. if you don't learn to be kinder to yourself, to appreciate where you're at right now, to celebrate your successes and progress and wins along the way, when you get there, you won't feel happy. You won't feel like you're expecting to when you magically see a number. Yeah. Right? Right. It comes from the inside, that feeling. Yeah. So painting might not be for you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And painting might not be a great way for you to cope, but like there's other ways like walking, running, you know, that's where you have have
1: to be curious and figure out what works best for you.
0: Yes, because it is important to enjoy that piece. Like you enjoy the food, right? You need to still enjoy it at least a little bit, a different coping mechanism for your stresses right? Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on and chatting with us because stress, like we said, is it compounds to our daily life, yeah. right? It, it makes our health or breaks it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so welcome. I really enjoyed this conversation and I could probably talk about it for another hour, but we got things to do. <laughs> <It's like laughs> we, <getting> to stress.
0: <laughs> no, we could. It's, it's something that it's it doesn't go away. It's a continued practice, but it does start with small changes, small actions. Right? You have to give it time. You have to give yourself grace, and begin to celebrate yourself in that progress along the way.
1: Yes, absolutely. Ask and sometimes yourself, you do, I do right.
0: Right, and that's why sometimes, especially if we're really struggling, we're like. I do recommend you reach out for help. Maybe if it's it's not with me, I will put both of our information below this episode as well. Um if you are looking for help, but it could just be with a friend or a spouse too, right? You're not if you're dealing with a lot of internal emotional stressors, you know, you got to talk it out with somebody. You have to open up and begin to crack open and be curious and self-aware of what's causing it because If not, you can still do the workouts. You can still start something else. You can avoid it as much as you want, but you'll come back to that place where you'll still have to open up and deal with it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard from my clients like, wow, talking about that just made me uncover a lot more than what I realized. And it made me understand what's really going on. So like you may think just thinking about it in your head is gonna be okay, but actually talking about it does make things better.
0: (laughs) Oh, it does. You. It does. At least gives you some guidance to take that first step. It allows you to do the hard parts, right? Have yeah. somebody to hold you accountable to do those hard parts. Yeah. And, and even though it is harder to start those new mechanisms and you know it's harder to go through that, at least you're not wasting your time going around trying to take easy routes and getting back to where you started. Yeah. Right? You got to work through it that's how you're going to manage your stress, but absolutely, absolutely. also manage overall, right? Overall healthy lifestyle. Yep. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on and doing this episode with us and sharing so much knowledge about managing our stress, finding the joy and enjoying the right now stage, right? It absolutely. is a practice that we'll all continue, um, to, to keep practicing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
0: leave all those notes in the bottom below the description. And if you found this episode helpful or anything that really stuck with you, or, you know, a friend or a family member who is struggling with a stressful time and would benefit from this episode, please share it with
1: them. And, um, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.